G'day pop pickers, welcome to Beautiful People, the vidcast for big country fans, about big country fans and uh, it's my great pleasure to get back to where we were last time. You know how much I love California, we are talking to Dave Brown last time and uh, I've got someone else from California who I was privileged enough to meet in person uh, and so it's a great opportunity to talk to her now. Bonnie Boyle, how are you? Hi, doing good, how are you? <laughs> so yeah, great. Now I I hadn't seen you much on the on the Facebook groups and pages until I got a message from you when I was in San Francisco saying, "Who wants to meet up for dinner?" And um, I got to meet you face to face that way. So we were standing near each other at the gig in San Francisco, and it looks like you really really love this band. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> well, great. Actually, it was a um suggestion from david brown who i think you met too um or you did a thing with yeah so he was saying people should get together and i just messaged anyone who looked like they were going to the show and it was nice he had a nice dinner and got to meet people and talk and hang out for the show and how many times had you seen the band before uh never with Stuart, but i saw them in um when they were with mike peters yeah, they came around to Napa, um, yep. which is really nice area that we go to a lot. So wine country, and it's really fun. Um, cool. It was on, actually on my birthday, so kind of like, oh, kind of have to go. But ah, very good. I'm just interested to know your path musically to to what led you to big country in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to ask you that. But first of all, do you have? an affinity with the song Pink Marshmallow Moon, because that's the one that mentions where you live, right? Yeah. No, I never heard of it till, um, I guess, 2011 when I found, I only knew the first four albums and then um, kind of stopped listening to them after Peace in Our Time. And then found out that what happened with Stuart and after that just started listening to all this other music that I'd never heard before. So that's when I heard that song. I really love it now. It's really neat to think that he thought a lot, so much of the town that he liked it to write a song with it. Pretty cool. Yeah. So you didn't know anything about what happened with Stuart all that time. How did you find that uh, information out? Just on the internet somewhere? Before Facebook, there were some other like online groups that I was one of I was part of and made a friend with a guy in Ireland. And then once Facebook got going i was friends with him on facebook too and he posted something um he posted a song heart and soul actually which i had hadn't heard that song before and then he's like um he wrote something about Stuart, like as a that it was such a tragedy that what happened with Stuart. and i messaged him i said what happened with with Stuart adams and he told me we've never heard and he told me what happened and i was like whoa so going back to my original question, what, what kind of music were you, were you listening to that eventually led you to big country? Give us some, some of your other influences. Well, back in the eighties, I mean, when they first came out with in a big country, I think I was like 12 or 13. So, I mean, I was pretty young, 83. I think before that I liked Rush. I liked the Doors, Little Led Zeppelin. Um, but then, you know, the whole new wave thing started happening and people started listening to all different kinds of the kind of one-hit wonder type music. But I think Big Country, U2 and The Alarm were my 
three favorite back then. I just, I don't know, okay. I just country and it just, like, it's one of those things that just kind of stopped me in my tracks. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Was it the song in a big country that, that stopped you? Yeah, because that's the first one I heard. So it was on the radio. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I'm, I'm curious about the alarm too, because here in Australia, the, the alarm wasn't so well known. Were they, were they just as big in the States? Um, the first, the Declaration album was, I mean, I don't know if it was really big. Was it really, was it really big? I don't think either one of those groups were really big initially. Um, I think you two got big with Joshua Tree. And at that point I was like, mm, they sound like they're selling out. Not really interested in that but the um the earlier stuff i liked and i loved declaration of the alarm um so i like played those those guys but i never okay. saw big country in concert back then i was pretty young i saw you too then i saw the alarm but i never saw, never saw oh, that's a shame so you you said you you had listened mainly up to the Peace in Our Time album. Um, do you have any favourites or standouts in those four albums that you that you really hooked into? I think off the crossing, I love Poor Man and uh, Close Action. I think are my two favourites. I, I love Lost Patrol too. Um, when I was eighteen, I grew up in New Jersey, and then when I was eighteen, I moved to California. And moved to Santa Barbara at first and I brought I left all my albums behind because you can't really take them with you. I went on a train. So just kind of took some stuff. But I brought cassette tapes and I had um I don't I think Big Country came out with Peace in Our Time in like eighty eight, right? Is it eighty eight? Yeah. But I got that in Santa Barbara when that one came out. But I had the other three with me. Then I moved up, I lived in Santa Barbara for four years and then moved up to Big Sur where I lived for four years, which is just wild. That's the highway one in uh, the Pink Marshmallow Moon song. So pretty cool place. But um, I worked in, I was like 22, so I was young. And I worked in the general store and had a little, you know, a little boom box that I played big country cassettes in. <laughs> so I'd be like closing up <clears throat> the general store and mopping the floors and blasting the music. It was on the side of a cliff on the ocean. It was just amazing place. Just like dancing around with the mop. <laughs> that song kind of reminds me of that song. But yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I love this year. I think I lead into my favorite song off ever out of any song. I actually changed my name in high school to I lead no boil. And <laughs> I like wrote it on my papers and I was making people, my teachers and stuff call me Eileen. <laughs> That's kind of, wow. I really love that song. <laughs> it is a good song. Yeah. Um, Dave and I last time were talking about um, the live version from Brighton Rock. Have you, have you heard that version? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's a, that's a really, really cool version yeah. of that song. So yeah, big move from the, from the East coast to the West coast. You can't move much further than that. Yeah. So after Peace in Our Time, you just sort of, did you assume that that was the end of Big Country? Is that why you hadn't heard any more albums? Mm, no, I think because I moved to Big Sur where there's no 
there's like no electricity. There's a lot of places that have running water. It's very wild. So uh, there was no new music. Um, so I didn't listen. To, I only listened to my cassettes that I brought with me. And then I had my daughter uh, when I was living there in Big Sur. So we lived there for her first year and then moved to Monterey. Um, and then uh, I didn't really listen to like music. I couldn't listen to music with lyrics for a long time because it was just so, um, I don't know, like emotional. But I listened to a lot of Celtic music and a lot of like jazz and um, I don't know, like music in Gaelic that I didn't understand. Um, but I listened, I would listen to Eileen. I would play that every once in a while. Cool. Um, so I didn't really listen to any music for like years and years until she, until my daughter was in maybe junior high or high school. And then, yeah, then she started listening to like the hip hop stuff. I'm like, no, mm -mm. <laughs> can't, not playing that in my car. Sure. So then we played, then she got into country and her friends got into country and that was like, that was a little better. But yeah, I think she was a junior going to senior year when I found out about all that with Stuart. So that's when I started listening to all the music again, all the other stuff I hadn't heard. It's really just okay. so, so much amazing music. And, and what's your opinion of those 90s albums? I, I, a f fans should know by now how much of a, uh, oh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. I'm having a blank moment here. Um, I'm, a, I'm a great supporter of those 90s albums. Um, what was your opinion of those when you when you heard them for the first time? Can you remember back what it was like for you? Um, I think "Why the Long Face" sounds his sounds a little not depressing, but it's coming from a different place. I think it feels a little um, I don't know, like it's coming from a different place. But there's great great music on that, um, and. I don't know. I like Buffalo Skinners. Um, I, I love Seven Ways. Winding. I think there's some great songs on that. Um, yeah. I actually got a tattoo with one in a million lyrics. Some of them. But off the acoustic. I like the acoustic version. Well, I think it, it, someone may have to correct me, but uh, between Buffalo Skinners and Why the Long Face, Stuart was living for a while in Florida, wasn't he? I, think so. I seem to I seem to recall that. So perhaps that's part of this different place that you're talking about, even a, a physical location too. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then no yeah. place at home I that's okay. That I mean that one's good too. They're all good. They're all great. I think the first four just kind of cold you know, that place. I I also love the rarities, the um Especially the one that goes with Restless Natives. I think that is just, I love that CD. I must say I played that over and over and over again too because it was a couple of years before the, the other ones started coming out regularly. Mm -hmm. um, so we only had number one for a couple of years from memory. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. But I seem to recall, yeah, thrashing that one, thrashing that one to death, yeah. yeah so you just follow so. them all straight, straight away through? No, there was a there was a time through the nineties when I was busy with other things. Um, 
And I, I would find out usually 12 months after albums were released that Big Country had a new album. So oh, I better go and order that. Those are the days you ordered it from the record store. And uh, I would hear them about a year after they were released. So I was a bit behind, wasn't part of the country club. Um, but yeah, still, still keeping up with the music, but usually about 12 months behind. So that was me. And I absolutely loved um, Why the Long Face. There was something about it. Maybe, maybe it was because it was a bit of, you mentioned it, that you felt it was a bit more depressing in a way, not depressing so much, but it, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Perhaps that's what appealed to me about it because it was, it was very different to, to anything else they'd ever done. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then Damascus came out and um, the big, the big song for me off that period was Loserville. That was my favorite yeah. track from, from the whole, not even an album track, but my favorite one yeah. uh, from that era. Yeah. I think he nailed it. I mean, he's, he's just an amazing lyricist. Yeah, for sure. So when in, in 2011, 2012, when you started to become more aware of, of the band again, um, what did you do in terms of your fandom? You're becoming more active. You're going to see them. I know you've been over to Scotland a couple of times. Tell us about your interaction with the fans and your, your trips to Scotland. What, what prompted those? Um, yeah, well, I, you know, after I found out about all that, I joined or I was invited into um, to be friends with all these people from um, another big country fan. And uh, then, yeah, I just started talking to people and I was interested in uh, seeing where, where Stuart Adamson was from and where big country originated. And so I wanted to go to Dunfermline. Um, and I was friends with Gwenda after, and after she did the, the bench thing and all that, um, yeah, I was just curious. I wanted to see the bench and can I just go? So I went in 2013, uh, the first time. And yeah, that was kind of cool. Cause when I got like the day I got my passport, I had thistles growing in my yard. I never had thistles before. And I saw the like we saw one plant. I was like, hmm. You're probably I mean, I probably brought it back from Big Sur or something, but it's kinda of interesting and yeah. What's the significance of a of of a thistle? It's Scotland's flower. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> there you go. You learn yeah. something new every day. Yeah. But it was kind of, it was funny because the whole, the trip itself that first time was just filled with so many, it was kind of, kind of funny that, um, like when I, so I flew out of San Francisco, my daughter's already in college by now. So I had saved money and stuff and was going, and I'd never driven on the opposite side of the road ever. So I had a friend um, from Facebook, uh, Jane, who's really awesome I, just, I think I've seen him every time I go to Scotland after two and he said that he would meet me and um, help me learn how to drive so I didn't know that he didn't drive at the time but that's okay <laughs> so what I flew out of San Francisco and when I was at the airport um they they said that there was uh, bad weather on the east coast and storms and stuff 
which is where I was connecting in Philadelphia. So they kept canceling the flights um, for like hours, like hours and hours and hours. And so by the time we got on the plane and then flew and got there, the plane had already left. So I was like, oh, what am I going to do now? I have to, because I was going to meet him at the airport and then he was going to drive with me, go in the car with me back to Dunfermline cause I, from, at Glasgow. And uh, yeah, it was funny because I had a dream before I went and uh, like all this stuff happened in the dream. And then I was uh, at the airport looking up at a sign that said Heathrow. And I was like, and I woke up, I'm like, hmm, that's weird. Not going to Heathrow. So, so anyway, I was at the airport in Philadelphia and I was asking him like, well, what am I gonna do? Cause the plane's already gone. They're all, well, if you go down there um, there's a plane that's going to be taking off soon. They may be able to get you on, um, but it's going to Heathrow. It's not going to Glasgow. I'm like, oh, no way. I didn't realize it at first. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I ran over there and they were able to get me on the plane. And so I flew into Heathrow and there was a the sign that was like, in my dream was like the sign that was in the airport. That was kind of interesting. But then when I got to Heathrow, I was like, well, now how am I going to get to Scotland? You know, people were saying, well, you can fly there. The plane takes off every hour. Um, you know, it's no big deal. And then, <laughs> so I was asking them when I got there, how I would, you know, if I could get to Scotland, they can help me get, someone can help me get to Scotland. They said, well, no planes are taking off right now because there's been a fire on the tarmac like birds flew into a plane or something and it caught fire. So yeah, <laughs> so nobody was taking off. So I took a train <laughs> and that was really fun. I was, of course I was hours late. So my friend went back to Dunfermline and uh, he later, he, he got a bus back to Glasgow to meet me. Like it, I think I finally got in at 6 PM or something, but it was really the, the train ride was really fun. We, there was it was some kind of bank holiday so there's nowhere to sit in the regular area there's like people on the floors and everywhere so i had sat next to a girl and then this kid came up he's like, oh you're sitting in my seat i'm like oh no way so we both me and the girl i was sitting next to we both got up and we just started walking and we wound up in the first class section <laughs> and then we just sat at a table and they didn't say anything so they gave us snacks and they gave us wine and we had a really great time going up to Scotland. So that was kind of fun. And then when I got there, we, I got the car and my friend met me and we drove down. Um, I was staying at the bridge by the bridge, you know, the big bridge, the fourth rail bridge. Yep. Yeah. And I just, I really love that bridge. So I wanted to stay by it. So it was beautiful there. It was like a full moon. It was really just amazing when I got in at night. And yeah, we had a beer and we hung out. And and then he left and he went back home. And then at my outside and I was like taking pictures of the bridge and just hanging out. And then I go to get back into the hotel and it's locked. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, what am I going to do now? And, like I tried banging on the door, nobody would let me in. So I slept in my car, but yeah. <laughs> but I had a car, so, and I had already checked in. So I woke up in the morning and I like went and took a shower and stuff. And, yeah. 
Well, I hope you got a refund for that night. No. Nah. It was all balancing out because you're in that first class ca- cabin in the train, right? It was all balancing out. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Why didn't you try? Why didn't you travel to Edinburgh instead of instead of Glasgow? Um, I don't know. I I think I don't know why. I just I felt like because I would have thought if you were headed to if you were headed to Dunfermline or Edinburgh, would be the place to go. I know, but I'd never been there before, so I really didn't know. I didn't know like the layout of Scotland or whatever. So, so that's where I went. Anyway, I like compared it. to the compared to the states in Australia, it doesn't take long to get anywhere anyway well, relatively well, it took a while it took like at least an hour and a half to get well i drove really slow too to get back <laughs> <up>. <laughs> i was like because <laughs> the opposite sure. steering wheels on the opposite side and you're driving on the opposite side too so <laughs> yeah. so was so fun. what was your what what kind of things did you do and see in in dunfermline um well yeah so the next day i actually drove down to england for the Lake, the Lake County. So I was, I wanted to see Ahab play and uh, they, I had no idea what time they were supposed to go on, but um, like I got, it was like in the middle of this countryside and the people like asked directions to where this place was, where the show was. And I'm like, they're like, turn left at the big white rock and then go a mile and then turn right where the fence ends and stuff. You know, those are the directions. So like I kept, so I drove around and I got, I, there was like people on horses that were trying to help me because it was out in the middle of nowhere. So anyway, by the time I got there, they had already played and left. That was kind of a Oh, no. I know. <laughs> so. Because my next question was going to be, that that's Callum's band, right? I yeah. yeah. So I was going to ask if you met him, but obviously not. So no. you didn't get another chance to, to try and see them? No. Uh-uh. No, I went back to Scotland and... I met up with some, I was stay, then I was staying at the city hotel and then I met up with some really cool people and um, went down to see the bench and, and we all hung out and it was really, that was really fun. Then I went and actually my friend from high school, I'd lived in Scotland for a few years and before I went, we had made plans to meet up in Edinburgh. And uh, so then after that, I went to Edinburgh and spent like, we spent the whole day, I think, just walking around and hanging out in Edinburgh. But then I drove, because um, I really wanted to go to Sky. Uh, I'd seen some really amazing pictures just of Sky. It's just seemed so awesome. Um, got directions from like a taxi guy. And oh, also, of course, because I didn't get on the plane, my luggage was lost. <laughs> so, oh, I, no. yeah. <laughs> so um, I had to go by the airport in Glasgow and get my my luggage and then went up to sky and went through by this time it was nighttime because we spent the whole day in, in edinburgh so then uh it was it was like really late but i went through runoff more but it was like midnight but the sun was it was in late may like may 29th or something early june when i was there and so the sun was still kind of the sky was still kind of light a little bit and it was a full moon and there were clouds. It was just so beautiful. And uh, yeah, I was just driving. I'm like, where am I? I felt like I was on the moon. It's just, I think one of my favorite places on this planet. So beautiful. And uh, 
you know, there's like no other cars and it's like one, you know, one lane this way, one lane that way. It's like, you know, you're in the wilderness. Yeah, and then at one point there was like these three big bucks like in the middle of the road. So you, you kind of have to stop for them. <laughs> they don't, they're just hanging out. I think they're used to people like feeding them. So then like this hawk or eagle flew against the, um, a shadow was against the mountain, like with the moonlight. Just, just a shadow? Yeah, it felt like I leading. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I just, I fell in love with that place. And uh, yeah, so then I spent a few days on Sky. Actually, someone had said, oh, meet the clown and the wolfman on the way. Ha <laughs> ha. And then when I got there, I was like, I got to the hotel and I was kind of just hanging out by the water. And these three guys came, they had driven on motorcycles. Like, hmm, I wonder if I can go for a ride on a motorcycle. So I asked the one guy and he took me for a ride around Sky. That was really fun on a motorcycle. So it kind of felt like it did that. Um, yeah, then, and, and then I came back down to Dunfermline and met up with Alan Smith and he's amazing person and his wife and she's just sweet and lovely and I went to his like his museum and that was really neat they showed me a lot of really cool things and drove me around to um, like all the places where Stuart used to live and where he first played and by the abbey and we had, then we went by um, Angle, Angle Park House and we parked and we got out. We're just kind of looking at it. And this lady walks up with a, a little dog. And I'm like, oh, hi, doggy. I'm like petting the dog. And um, we're chatting. And then she goes to, to go in the house. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you live here? <laughs> Can we get a tour? <laughs> <laughs> and she was happy. She was, like, so excited to show us inside. And we walked around inside and stuff. And, yeah, that was kind of fun. And then... What did that feel like being in, in the place where, where Stuart had been? Amazing. And like that house, it was interesting, like seeing from the inside, like, because the window that you see from the outside, it's like this tall curved window. And you know, it says the window fills with beating hearts. You almost kind of imagine like, look, like looking out from the inside, like what that could have meant, you know? Yeah, that was really interesting. But the, the town itself is so ancient. And yeah, I think it's amazing. I love it there. Yeah, me too. Like you talk to people like uh, Stuart Mangies, he goes, oh, yeah, Dunfermline. Yeah, he doesn't, not much to it. But for us who are coming yeah. in and have never been there, yeah. it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's kind of got a bit of magic about it that uh, locals, I don't think, probably Bruce... Bruce and other Dunfermline locals wouldn't even get, but uh, but yeah, we get that. Different. I mean, it's nothing like it. I don't know about in Australia, but not here. There's like someone said in the back of the city hotel, they're like, oh, you should go to the um, St. Margaret uh, like tunnel or something. Like in the back of the parking lot of the city hotel, there's like a shrine to St. Margaret, like a tunnel. So I went the couple times ago and there's actually this long tunnel that goes down the um like in the parking lot it's like a tiny little shed and like they have music playing kind of like little shrine to her at the end and 
Yeah, you wouldn't expect that, like, in a parking lot. You wouldn't see that here, for sure. No, certainly not California. So, yeah, it's really awesome. I love it. But anyway, when I when I met with Alan and stuff, and then he dropped me off at the, um, the place, like, the parking lot where my car was, and then he left, and I was pulling out, I got a flat tire. <laughs> Can you believe that? Just, just the strangest experience my first time over there. Yeah. Just just yeah. remind me not to go just remind me not to go travelling with you, Bonnie. No, it was just the first time though. I after that <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> yeah. So I had to have a tow truck come and tow my car back to uh Glasgow, which is where I was staying before the plane took off like early in the morning. It was just I was just laughing at that point. I was like, Oh my god, this is too much. I got Chinese food and then I just was just laughing. <clears throat> but yeah, then I went again, I think like 10 months later, I went in February because I went to see uh, Rannoch Mort in the winter. It's just so magical. So I spent a few days there in Belchulish. And then this time I took a train. And then I took a train way up to the top, um, a place called Wick, where I stayed. And then we came back down through Edinburgh. I flew into Edinburgh that time. Yeah, that was amazing. It was just an amazing. And I, I was on Sky that time too. I have gone to Sky every time. No, I didn't. No, I didn't because I took a train. Then I went back for, uh, and that was, like I said, like nine, ten months later. Then I went back when they did the Belmule uh, house uh, for Stuart's birthday party. That one last year and the year before. And yeah. The first time, it was just it's an amazing experience and meeting everyone was great. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good vibe being with all the fans and it's nothing really, nothing really like it. Yeah, yeah. Great people. Any, anyone you want to give a specific shout out to that you're connected with? Oh, everyone. Yeah, we had just everyone. I mean, it was, it's amazing that Andy and Rob put it together. That's a lot of work, so... Did you hang out with Ayelet as well? Yeah, we actually spent the day in a, uh, oh, what's the name of that town? Mm. I can't remember it. Uh, they did a lot of filming for Outlander. I can't remember the name of the town. Uh, it'll, it'll come to you just when we're finished. Yeah, it's close to Dunfermline and um, it's on the coast and it's just got just all these ancient buildings and like I said they did filming we like Outlander I love Outlander so they did filming for that there and the people were really happy to talk about all the filming and stuff so that that was kind of cool then we walked around <laughs> sorry my dog's like she's circling <laughs> to find a comfy spot and we walked around and hiked up into uh, these this old abbey and up into like the ruins it was really Really awesome. You had a really great time. Were you due to go again to this one? I'm sorry? The 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 um fan event in Balmule this time, were you due to go to that? Um, well, I didn't when the tickets went on sale, I guess I initially thought they were going on sale a different day or something and I missed the tickets to it, so I didn't get tickets. Um, but I bought tickets to the one in the Glen, the Glen Pavilion. And I also bought Skid's acoustic tickets. So 
I was going to go and just and go to those and just meet up with people. But I kind of had a feeling that, I don't know, I didn't get my ticket yet, but I did get time off work, which they thankfully put me back on the schedule after all this happened. Um, so hopefully you'll be able to do all that next year. Yeah, because last year I took my daughter and that was... Oh, nice. Yeah, that was awesome. Because she'd been traveling um, the year before. She like went all over. So she already, she'd been kind of doing the whole travel thing. And yeah, we spent like, I think like 10 days and she went to Belmule with us and uh, the concert and she had a good time. We went to like the, there was like an Edinburgh Harp Festival and people from all over the world and did that. And then we just drove around and we went through the highlands and up the sky. We spent a few days on the sky, went to the fairy pools and um, stayed at a castle. Kind of like it was like a tower that they made into a place. Yeah, it was great. Ex great experience sharing it with her. Yeah. She likes to eat all this really yummy food. I would just eat the breakfast like when I went because it's like a bed and breakfast or, or the hotels. They all have the, the big, huge Scottish breakfast. But then she likes to eat like just all the stuff for the locals. So we had all this really wonderful like, local seafood and langoustines, these little kind of little tiny lobster guys, really good up in the lake. I'm already in love with the UK, but you're making me want to just go to Scotland right now. You should go. You should the go. way you're talking about it. Yeah. So you go next I, did, I did mention that um, any, any fans who don't have a Balmule ticket, Balmule ticket, we should meet up and have a, have a non-ticket holders event <laughs> somewhere. I think that Rob, I don't, I'm not quite sure. I think he's still going to do the Glen Pavilion thing. I think yeah, well, that'd be okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm going next year. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with the whole coronavirus thing, but. Yeah. Yeah. So let, tell me about um, the first time you saw the band. It was with Mike Peters. What, tell me, tell me about that first time you saw them and how it felt for you. What did you think of the songs? What did you think of Mike Peters as the, as the front man? Give me a, give me your thoughts and feelings on, on that gig. I don't know. I think big country really meant a lot to me growing up. And, you know, people say it's a soundtrack to their lives. Like, mm -hmm. that part just really carried me through a lot so i when i found out this what happened with Stuart adamson it just like i cried so much and really affected me and, and i was just so sad and so tragic and i just couldn't believe it so at first i was like you know you can't really have a band without him and very much into that's just really what I felt because I it was so emotional for me and that was just my own personal journey it wasn't like you know any reflection on anyone else or anything else it's just how I processed it and how I responded to it because you know a lot of people found out 10 years before me so you know I just found out and then the band is for me, it was like, I just, it like almost just happened and then they're reforming. It's just like really kind of strange. But it was on my birthday and we go up there to nap a lot on my birthday. So I was like, well, I'm just going to go. 
and with with my daughter and uh yeah i mean it was it was kind of i mean it was good and i i love mike peters and the band themselves was the whole experience was good except when it got to like i think in a big country is the last song and i just had i started crying and i had to walk out and leave so but other than that it was good it was just emotional i think yeah and so you know when i went to san francisco it's been it's almost you know 10 years later so of course i'm in a different space and have processed all that so it's not a big deal and i mean it's great that they're keeping the music going and yeah and i, I loved it I and mean, you know i had a great experience it was great hearing music and and dancing and meeting people and I just, I love the music and those guys have so much fun, you know, when they're playing it. It's just, I can't imagine them doing anything different, you know, really awesome. Yeah, I can vouch for the fact you're having fun. I could see that. Oh. <laughs> There's something about the music. It's pretty timeless. Very good. Did you get to meet any of the band at all? Uh, no, but Jamie and Bruce were at Belmule House this last time and I met them. And Bruce's wife was there, met her. That was really cool, but not, not the show. Yeah, awesome. Well, it's been, it's been great to hear some of your, your recollections and your time. Um, certainly the fact that Big Country has been a soundtrack to your life is something that most of us can, as, as I would call us hardcore fans, can relate to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really, really appreciate you sharing that and, no doubt you'll pop up when we least expect it, I think. It sounds like uh, if you could be in Scotland at some time and some of us who have made the trip over to the States, you might pop up there too, particularly yeah. on the West Coast. <laughs> you should think about going. I am thinking about it. I am definitely thinking about it. The only yeah. problem is I had, I had some big travel plans. I should be travelling right now, but yeah. um, I can't because of the situation. And... My, my travel plans might be getting pushed forward during that time. So oh, I'll okay. have to, I'll have to wait and see, but I would so love to bring my, I, my whole family. I'd love to bring them over because yeah, I don't like, I, I, um, not particularly. Okay. Um, but that's fine. Yeah. I will make her love Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she will. Particularly if uh, the time I was in the UK, the weather was so good. It was, uh, really really nice so um when it was around the same time too it was april so yeah. i know april can be sometimes good sometimes not so good but hopefully yeah. next year will be a good one yeah you never know yeah hopefully all right you take care and um thank you very much for coming on thank you thanks for having me that's enough for me you believe you're 